0: Cameron. It's just the two of us today, my dear. Good morning, Lauren. It's always
1: wonderful to be here with you.
0: I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to How We Heal. This is where we blend um, the best of gemotherapy, Asian medicine, and polyvagal theory. However, today uh, we'll be blending Asian medicine in absence of our dear friend, Megan. Um, but we'll be um, holding space for it, no doubt. Cameron, I came across a beautiful quote in um, A Course of Miracles, Teacher's Guide, and it's really beautiful that this book has come on my radar again. Cameron, this was my guide when I began working with um, patients, clients, And it was a way to keep myself grounded and centered and get, um, move myself out of the way of what was happening. And I have this wonderful quote that really resonates with me where we are in this moment in our discussion with our listeners, healing will always stand aside when it would be seen as a threat. The instant it is welcome, it is there.
1: What a a poignantly and wonderfully provocative statement. Because how many of us have known, regardless of our work, but personally, when we felt so far, far away from healing as if, it's not possible, I can't go there, it it couldn't happen. And and not knowing how to realize if I could invite it in, if I could feel safe enough away from that threatening experience, you know, I I would welcome it in. Yeah, Yeah. It, it comes, what comes
0: to mind for me is what is healing, right? Because often what feels threatening isn't even healing. Because one, if it's threatening, uh, (laughs) we don't feel safe and we can't heal. Um, but, but if, um, um, healing is really about welcoming in a sense of safety that takes us right back to the very beginnings of our conversations. Mm -hmm.
1: It feels like such a paradox, doesn't it? And yet, According to our autonomic nervous systems, our simplest hardwiring are for two things, survival and connection. And survival's always gonna win out. So if our nervous systems are feeling in a state of challenge or threat, all the adaptive survival responses, which don't care about living and thriving and anything other than just basically getting through that survival moment, but our other hard wiring is for connection. It's for safety. It, it, it's for all that wonderful welcoming and inviting those aspects of life that allow us to be, you know, thriving. But sometimes our wiring, for any number of reasons, pulls heavily to that survival state. A- and that living and thriving in spacious place that includes abundant healing simply is out off our radar. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I want to join you right now and welcome our listeners into this conversation, into a place where we can co-regulate and you can feel safe enough to invite in healing. Because sometimes just listening to someone talking about healing and this process is healing itself, right? And I think one thing that we have um, um, attempted to do over and again, you and Megan and myself, is to share that it's still a struggle for us, us folks. We've got a lot of tools and a lot of years on most of our listeners. And yes, it still can be a struggle. I can sit in a crucial moment and go, story? <laughs> do I follow the story or my state? That story is really tempting. <laughs> it, and it has some nice hooks in me. But following my state will exactly do this, allow me to then invite in a
1: moment of healing. Exactly. And then we, we run into that paradox again, because when we start to get sucked into a state, our, our stories come flooding in as if they're going to help us control the situation, help us make it better, help us do something. And what we need is that moment of, you know, ascending into more regulation to really, truly know what we can welcome in that more, some of those more cues of safety to, to orient. And and for
0: those listeners where feeling safe is a foreign experience, Um, the story often feels like a warm, comfortable security blanket. Like I know that that's familiar. This pausing and checking in with my state feels so familiar. And yet each time we do
1: it, we're rewiring our patterns, right? We are, and we're reminding our system that our earliest survival patterns and our earliest wiring isn't gonna go anywhere, but sometimes it's very axing. We wanna know that it's there. In a real emergency, we want to know it's there. Exactly. To begin to invite in new wiring comes through simply those littlest moments of new experience. And our autonomic nervous system is always wanting efficiency. You know why go in on all-out emergency biologically if you remember to just maybe just pausing for a minute and not getting attached to the story allows for a much more and I use the word again efficient ease uh, of regulating into more of that sense of safety. Yeah, nice, Cameron.
0: So, Cameron, I'd like to take us um, back to where we were last week, if you're okay with that and um, remind our listeners that we had started a conversation about my favorite topic, chemotherapy, and with some new contacts. We love contacts, right, Cameron? (laughs)
1: Yes, we do. Well, invariably, we all ask, when presented with this possibility for living within our experience differently, how do I do that? (laughs) enough about (laughs) tell me really practically what does this look like what does this feel like so I'm thrilled to learn about gemotherapy for restoring immunity and and what it, it potentially offers us
0: well thanks to our work together and our months and months of conversation in tossing around this exploration of polyvagal theory this beautiful framework emerged for me that has allowed me to categorize these gemotherapy extracts that have the potential of restoring the functions of our nervous system as it, it was designed to be, um, to categorize them into four groups. And we just began last week with. Um, the first group. And this first group is where I would recommend anyone starting gemotherapy for the first time to begin. Or if you're looking for a reset, like what I'm doing is not really working or whatever the story involved is, this is a great place to start. So Cameron, is there anything about gymotherapy that just the, the extracts themselves that wasn't clear to you last week or you feel like we need to revisit?
1: I don't think so. And I think the context you offered me, cause I'm pretty much a ranked novice when it comes to truly appreciating gemotherapy, other than conceptually um, that, and people can re-listen to last week, but uh, it starts to bring in that while working with these Maristel stem cells that so much can be that powerful yet gentle reminder to our own immunity it just has me eager to learn more. And you know, please bring us along with a little context because for, for some of us it is a very foreign language and you know where, where does it sit in the context of everyday life for those of us that don't, don't know it as well?
0: Sure. I think um, like all um, therapies, produce from plants, um, one of the beautiful things about chemotherapy is our body knows how to receive that information. Mm-hmm. There's no chemical formation that it has to learn and, and um, try to change how our system's working. Instead, we have this beautiful information coming in from the meristem cells, reminding in the gentlest way, this is what safety feels like. Yeah. This is what it feels like. So um, I, I think for, for listeners, maybe brand new to gymotherapy or even brand new to natural methods of working with, um, your emotions or, um, um. um challenges that you may be facing that would normally be, um, diagnosed and labeled, we're we're, we're boiling this down to the actual experience. And we're just dropping all the labels here. So what, what I'm talking about right now in this first group of extracts are, um, selections that will help you harmonize your ability to take in information, from the outside world through your central nervous system. And what specifically I'm talking about is through your senses. So through sight, sound, touch, hearing, smell, when we are dysregulated, that's one of the first things that gets disrupted. Is that something you've experienced personally, Cameron?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's, it cuts off when we're just regulating such a rich source of information and remembering that our autonomic nervous system is always seeking that information that tells us and reminds us about safety and an invitation or no, 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 I don't think so. It just makes me laugh about there, You know how many years have people said, well, just stop and smell the roses. <laughs> and the invitation there is just slow down but you let your senses orient you to some aspect of, of safety that invitation to well-being but there you are
0: Yeah. that, that is really funny Cameron because my, my, my uh, father used to tell me that and I used to think well there's so many things I have to do before I get to that on my list Because that's the way we live our lives. Uh, Beyond that, we have to feel safe enough to a stop (laughs) and then be able to be connected enough with ourselves, which is a term that is splashed all over self-help guides and and meditation and yoga. This this self-awareness, self-connection, but what does that really mean? That really means being in the present moment, being able to take in information in a pleasing way through your senses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there a particular sensory experience that helps you regulate, Cameron?
1: Mm. I think that the two that are powerful for me, but also powerful for everyone, I can tell you through the study of, of trauma is olfactory is most often linked to either really, really positive, safe, wonderful, or, ooh, not so much. You know, we, we biologically trained to sniff for the smoke, because where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, lots of cues of literally danger, but it's coming through that, that wonderful, so that sense of olfactory, that sense of smell, and for me, often sound. Yeah. Um, I've taken on a practice in the morning when I can, since it's warm enough in the New England area to have my windows open. And as I'm coming into consciousness, a wonderful invitation for me is just to hear the birds. And to me, that's a wonderful way to stop and smell the roses, so to speak. (laughs) And what a wonderful invitation to begin your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I, I know I've mentioned before my passion for color. And I, I think just even looking at scenes and pulling out the colors and playing with them is very soothing for me. Um, and and I'm, I'm a touch person. I love to touch. And even as we're speaking, I've got my warm tea mug here and I find that very comforting. I was... Uh, um, security blanket gal growing up and i think that's that first soothing that i received so i think that's a great example i mean we're just two people and um we yeah we have very different senses we go to for that regulation um what i'm going to introduce to you though is a little more support for that so we have things all around us that can We can have as go tos, but sometimes we're in a state that we can't even access that, um, or that doesn't even feel safe, or we need further support. For instance, um, you know, I can handle these senses, but sounds wow, that really, you know, puts me over the edge. So we're looking to harmonize all five senses. And last week I shared two of my favorite extracts, silver lime and white willow. And today I want to introduce two more. And again, two very special extracts, both harmonizing for both the central nervous system and the autonomic nervous system. So offering a lot of good information and cues of safety for our nervous system. So I think I'll start with um, oats. Um, I have a, a real passion for the oat plant and it's beautiful um, seeds. And, and um, as a child, I used to collect them in baskets. And, and um, I'm sure I was already dreaming about making some kind of concoction to heal people. <laughs> but um, when I think of oats, I think of that It their ability to sway with with the weather and in the wind they make that beautiful rippling effect. There's a subtle suppleness to them, and when we are dysregulated,
1: that's often something we're missing. Mm. Yes, we go to a rigidity. We can't be strong and sway. Right,
0: right, right. And swaying might actually not feel safe right no So to to help ourselves feel safe we become very rigid and and hold ourselves tightly and what oats provides is is um a very stable root system the plant itself has the deepest widest spread roots of any grain how remarkable isn't that isn't that interesting and and um it spreads out, and yet we have this very fine plant that that beautiful root system supports. And um, when we're starting layering a protocol for ourselves, that's a beautiful place to start.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supporting and developing the roots that then lead to the ability to safely sway and spread upwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What I have. Who I have found really benefits from OATS, and, and this doesn't limit anyone else, but those who have had long standing symptoms of depression. Um, maybe even so much so that you don't remember living any other way. This is just how it is. This is as close to ventral as you can get in your life, right? And um, OATS has been remarkable in working in supporting folks to feel safe enough to move out of that turtle shell, so to speak, and um, feel safer in the world. It's um, also very useful for um, folks that um, have had histories of um, dependency on alcohol, or um, um, drugs or pharmaceutical um, medications. It's very helpful in giving the body the safety it needs to be without these
1: substances. It's truly amazing to help that remind that that deep rootedness is innately possible, but we may have found or lost our way due to experiences that, that then ultimately affected our biology. Yeah
0: so that's a little bit about oats. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other extract that I would love to share about is hops. Have you ever seen a hop plant grow Cameron?
1: Only indirectly through beer commercials (laughs) and I don't really I don't think I've ever seen an actual image of a hop plant. I'm not much of a beer drinker either so I would be delighted to know more.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not a beer drinker at all, but oh my goodness, do I love this plant. Um, I've had a love affair with this plant probably for 30 years, since I went to Europe the first time and not because of beer drinking, but because it is such a beautiful plant. And what I really love and admire about it is its ability to just spread out and and really take up space right mm-hmm. and it produces these gorgeous cones that as fall approaches turn the most golden glorious shades um mm-hmm. really beautiful in fact um not being connected at all with hops as a beer plant um in england they often make garlands out of hops because it's for doorways it's so remarkable and i was so enamored with this concept that i thought well if it looks beautiful outside it would look even more beautiful indoors so i framed all my um dining room and living room doorways with this only to wake up in the morning and my whole house smelled like beer cameron <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> And no, I I've never given a thought to why that was always kept outside. So just a note to anyone listening, <laughs> however, um, beyond its beauty, I, I want you to think about, you know, this, this plant that it's not a vine, actually, it's called a vine B I N E. Um, And the reason why it's called a vine is vines send out tendrils to wrap around things and hold on like, and these little curly things. So lots of them. So when we think about lack of safety and dysregulation, sometimes we feel that need to like, let me just hold grip onto something that's Mm -hmm. right. Um, And it's not just in one place or the other. It would be this, you know, full spread gripping. And um, what hops does is offer that stabilization. And who, the, the type of person or not necessarily just type of person, but the scenario that really speaks to, oh, hops would be good, is when you have disassociated from that human frame. And you can actually see yourself, but going, reconnecting doesn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so, um, who, who who does that speak to? Well, perhaps there's been a recent trauma Mm -hmm. um, or perhaps there's been repetitive situations. That have traumatized you to the point that being in that body, not so safe. But being out here looking at it, yeah, I feel okay over here.
1: I love it because when you were first describing hops, I was going to thinking when there's you know instability that you know, we we all look for, you know, that railing, that 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 banister, that and and even more so, you know, that sense of. Stability, safety, you know, something to reach for. Yeah. So along that same lines, it's very
0: helpful, again, for folks that reach to a substance, to numb, to stop that feeling of dysregulation or danger or threat, um, to feel safe enough that you can stabilize yourself
1: without that. And that's that gentle interruption that we all are befriending in our autonomic nervous systems, when things are starting to not feel right and it's precognitive, to, to slow it down before story washes in and takes us out to see, you know, what can we do to support yeah. aspects of ourselves that really want and need support to recognize that, "Oh, I can do this?" Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yes, Cameron. And I'm so excited that we can bring these forward in a very accessible way for our listeners as an an alternative. Um, So I think one thing that has come up um, in questions is, can I take these extracts if I'm taking medications such as antidepressants or um, ADD medications? And the answer would be, Absolutely. You do not have to stop your medication to begin gemotherapy. What I would recommend is matching it to whatever is not being covered by your medication right now. Let's fill all the holes first before we try to make any changes. And of course, advice overall always is if you're going to start working with reducing your medication to speak to your healthcare provider to have that support so
1: you can come down off things in a very gentle way. Mm-hmm. That's really wonderful guidance and and I hope to invite all listeners and and, and myself included it's like if you're curious, you know, it's not dangerous, but do so you know to welcome in new experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Here's another um, piece of information I'd like to share before we wrap up our recording today, Cameron, is um, particularly putting this out there for those who have taken, are taking medication. And that, you know, I spent my years and years on anti-anxiety medication and antidepressants. I'm part of that club. and, And we become very used to just having things turned off for us, gymotherapy is not about turning anything off. Um, what it's about is feeding new information, cues of safety to your nervous system so that whatever is happening in your world, it, it's not going away. We're not cutting that off. We're just allowing ourselves to feel safe in that experience.
1: Does that makes sense? And is there something you might want to add to that, Cameron? Yeah, I know. It definitely makes sense. And for those of us, that sense of subtlety, it's like, no, no, I want it different. I want it now. But that comes from that mobilized, it's not okay. I need something. I need something. And we can attend to that. But I think of, you know, the process of of learning. And even for our biology, often takes those, just those little glimmer moments of oh this is different oh you know I and and to begin that builds the fabric of that wonderful new experience which gently invites us into uh, a whole new way of understanding our own physiology our own biology our own you know everything yeah and then I think one last
0: um reminder for our listeners is um, you know we're on a path here about how we heal, and in my my line is restoring immunity. And I, I want to let everyone know it, it's never too late to get started in this process. Uh, it, it, your immunity is never too far gone. Um, our body is such an amazing network of power to want to heal that's imprinted in our very soul and so what we're doing is we're just step by step reconnecting with what the body is already designed to
1: do and that's completely parallel and deeply echoed in the autonomic nervous system
0: yeah yeah
1: so too late and and more and more efficiency and ease it, it's right there. <laughs> so and with those invitations, it's, it's a wonderful journey and as someone who's already in their 60s you know definitely better late than ever. And that's yeah. exactly. Great Cameron.
0: I think we're ending where we started off with inviting you, inviting you into this healing space. and um, I uh, am so grateful to have all the listeners we have. And I want to also invite you to send us your questions. You can follow us on Instagram on How We Heal Podcast. And you can also email lauren at Laurenhubalay.com with any of your questions that you'd love for us to discuss. Cameron, thanks so
1: much for joining me today. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us too.